Welcome to the Catholic Truth Podcast, where we teach and preach the truth of the Catholic faith without compromise and without apology. We want to give you high energy and non-boring Catholicism, where anyone at any time can come to know exactly what the Catholic Church teaches and why. We do apologetics, spirituality, other religions, our culture, and more. Most of all, we want to inspire you, inform you, and help you to know, love, and live your Catholic faith with purpose and passion. We are Catholic Truth. We're going to be talking about the different types of demonic possession and attacks that the devil gives people. Many people think that everybody who is attacked by the devil gets possessed. But there are many different levels of demonic activity, temptation, and attack that the devil gives. And we're going to be talking specifically about those. And demonic possession, it's real. The devil, it's real. I mean, just look at the movie The Exorcist. It was a real story of a boy, not a girl like the Hollywood movie, but a real boy who was actually possessed by the devil and needed to get exercised. And in fact, the exorcist did get the demon out and the boy went on to live a normal life. Also, the story of Exorcism of Emily Rose, the movie The Right, which is also based on the book, which I have here. And just uh, as an FYI, the book The Right is so good. It's the making of a modern exorcist. And if you're interested in what it takes to make a modern exorcist and what it's all about, check out this book. It's amazing. The movie, it's fake. The movie is fake. The, the book, it's amazing. They made up the movie. It wasn't even accurate based on the book. Uh, so I recommend that. And so without further ado, let's talk about the five different ways that the devil can attack you. And in fact, demonic possession is really rare. It doesn't happen that often. It's usually the other levels of which we're going to be talking about. The first of which is the base bottom level. It's the natural uh attack of the devil, and it's called temptation. Every time the devil tempts you to sin, he's attacking you in some way. Every time the devil attempts you to do something against God, he's tempting you in some way against God. And so he's working against you, and you still need to fight against it, even in this base level, through prayers, the sacraments, the rosary, and different means like that. We have to fight against temptation, because that is the foot that the devil uses to get in the door, possibly to other things. There are many things in our life besides temptation that can open up other realms that you don't want to open up and that can let the devil into your life. For example, psychics, horoscopes, possibly astrology, tarot cards, mediums, seances, and different things like that. But I'm going to have a whole different video on those things. But these things can open up the possibility of us getting possessed or at least having the devil attack us in a specific and intentional way. There are three of these ways specifically before the demonic possession, and one of them is called obsession. Demonic obsession. It is where the devil specifically and intensely attacks you at the thought level. He puts obsessive thoughts in your head, and he puts these over and over and over and over again, and tempts you, and makes you even think completely irrational things to the point where you think you're going crazy, and some people even become possibly suicidal. 
And now some people could just have a mental uh, problem. They could just need counseling and other issues, possibly medication. And that's the difference between uh, what a counselor needs to figure out and what a priest needs to figure out, because sometimes they're similar, but you will know obsession because you're totally obsessed with your thoughts. And I've had this before. After I came to Christ, the devil went to work on me and attacked me and my thoughts every single night before I went to bed. These thoughts came out of nowhere. They were evil. They were wrong. And it was all about things that I I did not want to think about. I didn't even want that stuff in my head. And every time I would cry out to God, God, why are you letting this happen? God, I'm not thinking this. You know that it's not me, God, right? You know that I'm not thinking this. Immediately, the voice would come into my head and say, yes, you're thinking it. Of course you're thinking it. Who else is thinking it? It's originating in your brain. You're the one thinking about it. God doesn't like you. God's mad at you. And he would repeat this over and over and over again. And I said, well, I'm sorry, God. You know, I promise, you know, I don't want to think of these things. And the the voice would immediately come back and say, what do you mean you don't want to think of these things? You are thinking of these things. You're thinking about them right now. You are a sinner. You're a bad person. And over and over and over again, and a lot of sexual thoughts, a lot of bad thoughts, things that I would never think of on a normal daily basis were just put in there. And it was like a record just playing over and over and over again to the point where I had to play video games every night before I went to bed till I could hardly see. And then I would run and jump in bed before I could even think and the devil could have a hold over me. It would happen at night. It would happen during the day. It can happen in your dreams. And it's a completely reoccurring obsessive thoughts of usually one thing over and over and over again. Now, eventually God healed me of that in a very powerful way. And I've never had that happen in the same way since. That is demonic obsession. And that's one way that the devil can attack you and try to take you away from God. And of course, with all of these, we need to pray a lot to be freed because this is not possession. The devil does not control you. He's just attacking you from the outside. The second one that we're talking about in this set of three is demonic oppression, where the devil can physically harm you. The devil can wage war on things in your life. He can take away your job, your health, and constantly so you can never find a job because he's, in a sense, putting a block on that. He, or your health, you have a constant physical condition that he's putting a block on. Now, of course, these could be normal, regular conditions as well, but the demonic oppression is something completely different. It's when the devil's working overtime on you or something in your life. For example, look at the book of Job. Job had his flocks taken away from him. He had his kids taken away from him. The devil came in and took all of these things away from him in his life, and he just wreaked havoc in the life of Job to test him and try to lead him away from God. St. Paul also in the book of Corinthians said that the devil gave him a thorn in the flesh to keep him from becoming proud. And so he had some sort of a like a prick in his his side and he couldn't get rid of it. And it was a torture. It was a pain to him. Look at Padre Pio, who the devil used to throw across the room. Look at the cure of ours. Look at the different saints that the devil used to beat up and throw across the room and break them over their beds and throw them up against walls and all this oppressive thing. The devil would literally attack them physically attack them, and these people would be pretty beat up. That is oppression. Now, of course, the devil does not possess you. He does not control you like in full-on possession, but he can make your life miserable, and he can oppress you in some way. As I'm saying this, before I get to the next one, 
check out the book, An Exorcist Tells His Story. This exorcist has done tens of thousands of demonic exorcisms or um, deliverances of some sort. And he is the expert in this field and goes through all of these and more. So if you're interested in what I'm talking about in this video, check out the book as well. The third one in this set of three is demonic infestation, where the devil can come into your house, uh, your property, or even your pet's uh in your life and affect them negatively in some way. Some people think houses are haunted. Some people think they're ghosts, but a lot of times it could be the devil wreaking havoc in your house, making noises, uh, hurting your pets, hurting things around you. And you can sense this evil sensation, this influence around you in your house. And that is something, of course, you'd want to see a priest on and get prayer for, throw holy water on and use the natural means to get rid of it. The last one, of course, is demonic possession, where the devil takes full possession of your body, not your soul, your body, and he so he can speak through you, he can move you, he can do what he wants with you because he has full possession of you and your body. Now, this is what a lot of the movies are made of. And of course, even The Exorcist and The Right and The Exorcist of Emily Rose, a lot of these aren't true. I mean, the stories are true, but Hollywood has, of course, put their spin on it. And like The Exorcist, and she was spinning 360 degrees with her head. Yeah, that didn't happen. And in fact, the priest did not run out and jump out a window and kill himself. That never happened. I mean, he really did exercise the demon at the end. But the point is, demonic possession is the final stage. It's very rare, but it's very serious. And it takes a long time to have the exorcism work. It takes a long time for exorcism to be able to get rid of the devil. Why? Because people open themselves up to Satan in some way. People open themselves up to the demonic attacks and they were in a sense living for Satan. And so now exorcism is like taking a baseball bat to the devil. It's not going to knock him out the first time or the second or the third. It takes a lot of time to wear down the devil, to weaken him in order to get him to leave. The point of this, I mean, God could snap his fingers and the devil could be gone in a second. But part of the reason exorcisms take so long is because the people themselves need to learn how to pray again. They need to learn how to trust God again. Every day, day after day, they need to come to God and seek his power, his help, and his salvation. And in doing so, they can be freed from evil so that by the time they are freed from evil, they have this pattern set up where they are stronger against sin and the devil, and they are already living for God. So it's a whole combination. And in fact, Father Gabriel Amorth in this book I'm talking about says that the sacraments, especially the sacrament of confession, is more powerful than exorcism. Doing a great confession, confessing all of your sins, being heartily sorry, promising never to do them again, and getting rid of all your sins and being filled with the Eucharist is more powerful than exorcism because the devil has nothing to cling to. He has no dirt. He has no sin. He has no darkness. He has no evil, no bad habits, nothing. They're all forgiven, and it frees you so much. So if you're struggling with demonic oppression, obsession, manifestations, infestations, anything like that in any way— obviously not possession, all of these other means, you want to get to the confession quick. You want to get to the sacraments. You want to get rid of those sins. You want to get the Eucharist in you. You want to pray every day. You want to pray the rosary, which is like 50 baseball bats hitting the devil. I mean, these are the things that we want to dispose ourselves of. If you've been into tarot cards or Ouija boards or any of these sort of things, uh, you can open yourself up to the dark side. So you want to go to confession for that and get rid of that. 
Demonic possession is like an army coming and knocking on the castle gate. Now, temptation is just them knocking. You don't want to give in to temptation because you can start to let them in. And there's different levels of letting the armies in. But full possession is the whole army breaking down the castle door, taking over the entire city, taking over the entire castle, and you have no power in it. The foreign army, they rule the castle. And it's the same thing with devil and demonic possession. He rules the body, but it can be taken out. No matter what the devil does in your life, no matter how strong it seems, the devil can be cast out by God. So if you have any questions on this, it's best to call a priest. It's best to see a priest. A lot of times if people think they're possessed, usually they're not. Uh, the Catholic Church will almost always send you to counseling first because they want to rule that out as a possibility. Now, when you go to counseling, the counselor sees you levitating or speaking in foreign languages fluently backwards and you don't even know that language at all, or all of these other superhuman strength or different things like that. These are clear signs of demonic oppression, not just craziness. Yeah, there are people who are crazy that do really weird things and they have voices speaking to them, but demonic oppression manifestations and demonic obsession and possession, these are much different and much far beyond that. So if you have any questions on that, feel free to uh, check it out. Get this book, The Exorcist Tells His Story. Feel free to check out a Catholic priest in your area. Fun fact, the movie The Exorcist, the boy was a Lutheran. And the Lutheran saw this boy levitating and was freaked out. And he said, um, bring him to the Catholics. We, we Lutherans, we don't do anything with that. Bring him to the Catholics. They know all about that. So they sent the boy to a Catholic priest who documented the boy's actions for two years. That's where they got the story from in the first place. And I have the true story of the exorcism here, if you're interested. And it's called In the Grip of Evil. It's a DVD set. And it actually shows the original writings of the priest and his notes. And it gives the true story of what really happened in in the movie The Exorcist. So let me know your thoughts down below on this, if you've experienced anything yourself, if you've struggled with any of this yourself. I've seen some of it in my own life and it's pretty freaky, but I've come to realize that Jesus Christ, he's God. He is Lord. I mean, the devil is an ant compared to the Lord Jesus and the devil is nothing compared to him. And in fact, Jesus can step on him like an ant and he will at the end of time. The devil, he's a sore sport. He knows he's losing and he knows he's going to lose at the end of time. And so he's just trying to take as many people with him as possible. So don't fall for it. Fight sin. Pray hard. Get to church. Go to the sacraments. Get cleaned from confession and really make Jesus number one in your life. The more you come closer to Jesus, the less darkness can hold, have a hold on you. And the less darkness has a hold on you, the holier and closer to Christ and heaven you are going to become. <music>